0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Speaking of early... Good morning! Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. They're all completely gassed! They've given it everything on the global bucket! Here comes Diggins! Here comes Diggins! Diggins making the play around Sweden! Jesse Diggins to the line! Yes! And it is Jesse Diggins! So, uh, how did it go today? Pretty, 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 pretty good. Just when I thought I was out, pull me back in. It's time for the Mickey Plyler Show, here on The Roar. Late surge leaves Clemson over Pittsburgh, 69-62. NC State and Wake Forest both fall. Will Taylor, three-home run, leads Clemson to a win over USC Upstate. And spring practice in football begins in Tigertown today. A busy Wednesday show, so let's go. Sports fans, glad to have you with us for the Wednesday edition of the Mickey Plyler Show. Wednesday, February 28, 2024, normally the last day of February, leap year this year, so we'll have one more tomorrow. A lot to do today. Dane Young, UGA.Rivals.com, joins us talking some Georgia football. Also, uh, we'll get with Andrew Oliphant, uh, the Director of Instruction down at Katichi. We'll get to him and, uh, and talk some PGA Tour golf on today's show. A lot to get into. Clemson's big basketball win last night. Uh, the coming out party for Will Taylor this season in baseball. Got all the college basketball news. Tigers tied for fourth now in the ACC due to Wake Forest's loss last night at Notre Dame and NC State's loss to Florida State. Uh, we'll get into the uh, the national rankings and some of the things that happened there. Some net stuff to get into today as well. I'll tell you what else happened in college baseball. I have spring practice updates at Clemson beginning today. I have NFL Combine schedule, which is already underway up in Indianapolis. We'll talk some uh, Clemson-Georgia softball, two top ten teams going at it there. And Rivals top two, 250 for the 2025 class is out. So as you can tell, a very busy Wednesday show, in which I hope Fax and Childers tells me is the best day of the week. The producer of those Wednesdays, Facts and Childers. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing great, Mickey. Best day of the week. Good to be back on uh, my natural Wednesday after the swap last week. And How'd the test go? It went well. Good. Went well, went well thankfully. Good. Um, Good. Wouldn't go as far as saying aced, but aced isn't really the standard that's been set here. B's get degrees. You learn that very, very early on. Uh, absolutely. Very good. Good stuff for sure. Um, in, in honor of Pittsburgh basketball, I feel like calling you Facts and Facts in today. <laughs> for Federico Federico. That's my favorite player, man. 
So there's a there's a restaurant Delmonico's, and you can order Delmonico steak from Delmonico's. And I always tell people, man, you go to Delmonico's and have a Delmonico. Well, and, and uh, the great movie uh, is it? Uh, what is it? Where? Uh, oh man, uh, traffic. Where uh, one of the characters' names is Javier Rodriguez Rodriguez. So Frederico Frederico last night. They did a great job of him. Two points. Five fouls. So <clears throat> they did an awesome job against – I thought the defense defense was very, very good, good against Frederico Frederico. Uh, how's life? Everybody good? Life's been good. Life's been good. Uh, you've been, you've been uh, on air. Oh, great job on baseball on Saturday. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was a great moment. Uh, getting to call win number 3,000 for Clemson baseball uh, yeah. was pretty huge. And obviously, comeback win against Kennesaw State was big. But, yeah, doing a lot of stuff with broadcasting, unfortunately – Went out with a loss in Clemson intramural basketball in my final oh, game. Yeah. Hey, but I don't care about that. Did you get I, yours? I, I did get mine. But, okay, but well, I, who cares? I, I will say this, Mickey. This this was the exception uh, for the for the typical rule of getting yours. We got beat at the buzzer in overtime by oh, the no. one seed oh, no. uh, in the final four. So it, on a putback, just lazy, lazy defensive rebounding by our team. Did you let the guy know he was lazy rebounding? Um, I was not on the court. So at the time I was not on the court, we had done some offense for defense substitutions. So, uh, but our, our team definitely let him know it was a great season. Just unfortunate. Sometimes your best. Are you coming isn't back enough. for your sixth year next year, seventh year next year? I'm graduating early, but I will not be coming. Back. I will not be using the COVID year next year. Oh, no. man. I'm, I'm trying to get my degree. So that was it. That was it. That was it. Unfortunate end. Only so I'll, I'll be going out my only year. I won't get a championship. Will be. Uh, most like Armando Baycott, you don't have any future in basketball after this. I do not have any future in basketball oh, after man. this. Unless uh, Coach Brownell's trying to take a shot on me next year as a walk-on. Don't think that's going to happen. Don't think I'm talented enough for that. Well, so. man, hey, you got to think. You got to think. Um, what are we going to do segment two? Segment two, got to recap this game. Big win for the Tigers last night. And also just, if we're being fully transparent, Mickey, we talked a lot last week about the importance of the ACC tournament considering Clemson's historic struggles in that tournament and how – monumental it would be if they could compete and potentially win that their chances of winning the ACC tournament went up by about 10 yes. last night yes. not just yes. with the win but with the help the help around the league was something that Clemson hadn't really gotten when they needed it all year but last night was the prime example shout out to Micah Shrewsbury in South Bend and shout out to Leonard Hamilton down in Tallahassee because he helped the Tigers out a lot last night yeah but now you need Notre Dame to slow down Notre Dame um my friend Dale sent me a text yesterday I didn't realize that, that – I knew they played better. I didn't realize to the extent they have been playing better. Notre Dame will be a test on Saturday now. They they played extremely well as of late. That's a big win. And so now looking at the college basketball standings, and we'll get into this here in a second, but Clemson 10-10, and 10, Wake Forest 10-10, and 10, uh, tied for the lead there with um, just with that third spot. And now that sets up the huge game for what's coming up up in Winston-Salem and a tiebreaker there. They have not played as of yet. Syracuse a half game back now at 10 and 8 and Clemson has a tiebreaker there. Pittsburgh at 9 and 8, the Tigers a tiebreaker there. Well, NC State, I mean, Florida State at 9 and 8, Clemson has the tiebreaker there and NC State at 9 and 8 and State has a tiebreaker. Yeah, weird. That. Weird because Clemson usually always has a tiebreaker over NC State especially down the stretch, yeah. but been a little bit of a weird season and Mickey I hate to play this game because it's a, it's a tough game to play from a fan perspective, from a media perspective, whatever you want to do. But Clemson's only one game back of Virginia, man. And Virginia is in complete and <laughs> yeah. utter free fall right now. And it really just leaves you to think, like, 
is Clemson really that far off from being the cream of the crop in the ACC? You have three one-point losses in league play and a double overtime three-point loss. They talked about it a little bit on the broadcast last night about some of this misfortune late in games, but to me, I I talked about this to you uh, before we went on the air. I'm just more and more confident because I feel like this team hasn't peaked yet. I feel like there's still things like whether it's PJs in foul trouble early or, or Joe doesn't have it going early. This team has consistently found a way to overcome adversity to win six of their last seven games. And I think they've proven as well they can win ugly. They can win in a shootout. It, it, they can kind of you know adapt to whatever style is thrown to them in an important basketball game. I thought last night was an ugly good win that they earned down the stretch. Great win, and I, I am the only guy on earth that keeps pounding this drum. The NCAA tournament is huge. I'm not trying to downplay the NCAA tournament. I don't think this team is a Final Four team. I don't think this team's a, an Elite Eight team. Um, maybe a Sweet 16 team. I think they can win a couple, maybe. The news for Clemson in the postseason is this team is good enough to win the ACC tournament. It has never happened in school history. This team, I've said this a hundred times now, I've been watching basketball since I was five years old. Fifty years of watching Clemson basketball. Faxon, there's only been about ten teams in in my viewing of Clemson basketball that has had the talent to win the ACC. Tree Rollins in the mid-70s and Stan Rome and and, uh, (coughs) Horace Wyatt, they had a chance. Um, the 1980 team with Bobby Conrad, Billy Williams, Moose Campbell, those guys, they, they had a chance. There were – Cliff Ellis had a couple of Dell Davis and Eldon Campbell and Grayson Marshall teams that had a chance. Uh, Rick Barnes had a couple of teams there in, in that Tony Christie's and, and uh, Buckner teams that, that might have – could have won it. Purnell had, had two or three teams that might – could have won it. I don't think Brownells had one really yet I mean that's only eight or nine teams yeah I was gonna say the only team that Brownells had that I would say could have contended for the ACC tournament would have been if Dante stayed healthy in 2018 maybe if if Dante stayed healthy in 2018 I think you win that tournament I want to say that Clemson made the semis and lost to either Duke or Virginia anyways that year but uh, regardless man this team can do it and I think that it's a lot easier to make a proclamation like that, Mickey, when you're staring down that one seed and you went into their place and beat them. Not just that. They, they, and they look vulnerable anyway. And, and, and uh, Duke looks vulnerable. And you think about, I mean, Virginia, obviously, they've lost three out of four, and, and Virginia can't score it at all. And so, you know, Wake Forest, who looked good until last night, all these teams, and, and, and don't get me wrong, Clemson has issues too, but all these teams have issues. And I got to tell you, man, uh, this this team can do that. And so I'll ask you, would you rather win the ACC tournament or go to the Sweet 16? I'd rather win the ACC tournament. Now, Elite Eight's different. Final Four, certainly different. Yeah, I was going to say, I would probably say Sweet 16 blindly just because the opportunity you possess in a hypothetical Sweet 16 game, right? Because... When you get to the Sweet 16, if you win, it becomes very real, very fast. That's kind of like the... You see most of the Cinderella stories crash out in the Sweet 16, right? That's when their expiration date comes. You run into a one seed or you run into a two seed, and there's just such a giant gap in athleticism or talent that that's when the wheels fall off. But, like, the St. Peter's and the Loyola Chicago's of years past who have gotten past that stage... 
that's when it feels like it starts to become a true Cinderella run is when you get to that Elite Eight. So Yeah, Aces, Elite Eight, I, I would take Elite Eight over ACC Championship. But remember this, Clemson's been to the Elite Eight before. They have. Clemson has been to the Elite Eight. I watched it at UCLA, and it was a, a great game in 1980. With that said, they've never won the ACC Championship. So history could be made. However, I, I keep pounding this drum. This team, I, I feel pretty good about winning three games in three days. I'm not sure about four and four, though. So that's why these last three regular season games are, are bigger than big, huger than huge. Well, Mickey, we can expand this conversation more in season two because I think we both want to talk about Clemson basketball in, yes. and, or, or in segment two, rather. Yes. Um, but I think that the most underrated storyline with Clemson basketball right now is how this team has progressively gotten better and better on the defensive end over the course of the season. Right. At the beginning of the season, I'll be the first one to admit I thought that this was going to be the type of year where it's like, listen, you got to have Gerard out there at all times, and he hasn't played man-to-man defense in his career. And at the beginning of the year, you were starting Chauncey Wiggins, who was more of an offensive player. With Jack Clark back in the fray, right. with Chase Hunter playing maybe the best basketball of his career right now, with P.J. Hall having the best shot-blocking season of his career, when you go on Ken Palm, you know uh, the big deal is sorting by adjusted offense and adjusted defense. And you think you can find your national championship winner if you're top 30 in both of those categories. That's usually what the cutoff is. Well, Clemson's currently 19th in offense, and they're 52nd in defense. And a couple weeks ago, they were in the 70s, trending towards the 80s on defense. It's been a quick defensive turnaround in the month of February, and but, it's, not a, it's not a coincidence that that's correlating to more wins. Well, Jack Clark is a key to that. Yeah, absolutely. Last night, here's a perfect example of who Jack Clark is. Clark last night scored two points. He, he only shot it twice. <clears throat> How, and, and you're going, man, that's not a good night for Jack Clark. Really? Because Jack Clark not only had nine rebounds, but in his 35 minutes, only, only one of the players, Chase played more minutes. That's the only, only one to play more minutes. But, but how about this? The, the, the next highest plus minus on the team, Chase was plus 10. PJ was plus eight. Ian Sheffield was plus eight. Jack Clark last night was plus 15. Man, he's just it, – and, Mickey, I tweeted this out last night right after the game as well, at Facts on Sports, if you guys want to see the tweet over there. Clemson's now 14-4 and four when Jack Clark plays. They're 9-1 right. and one when Jack Clark starts. Last night, Blake Henson was on an absolute tear coming into the game. He was averaging 19 points a game. He had 41 points a couple showings ago. Jack Clark held six. Blake Henson to six points six. on two for nine two for from nine. the field. He's the X factor. He is the absolute X factor. And I think it's even more encouraging for a guy like Chauncey Wiggins because you can kind of seamlessly mold into that role next year. Chauncey Wiggins is getting the perfect blueprint on how to contribute to this basketball team going forward. Jack Clark's doing all of the winning things. He's making the dirty plays. He's doing the grunt work. You need a player like that. Wiggins is Clark. Without experience. Yeah, exactly. Wiggins is not a very good defensive player right now. But Wiggins, Wiggins here's the but, thing. But is, there's a path for that. Yeah, it's like Wiggins' upside is that he moves like a guard and he can shoot super well at seven right. feet tall. Clark has a similar body and frame. Right. If Wiggins puts on 15 more pounds and can kind of get that tenacity and edge on the defensive end, his offensive skill set is going to carry him to the NBA eventually. Uh, you got to get that double by. You have to be able to do that and, and uh, uh, just win three in three days. We'll talk much more about that coming up in, in segment number two. Besides that, Will Taylor had a slump until last night. Three home runs. Clemson beats USC Upstate 12-6. We'll talk about that and give you all the other scores. College basketball last night, obviously. Big news in, in Tallahassee. Big news in South Bend. And uh, the rest of the ACC. Also, uh, uh, Kansas not only losing on the road now. Kansas losing at home. We'll give you those updates later as well. We've got 
Clemson football practice beginning today in the spring practice. NFL combines already underway. Uh, softball, two, two top tens, Clemson and Georgia. A lot, lot to do. Clemson, South Carolina baseball coming up this weekend. Man, got a ton of things to do for sure. Hey, I do want to tell you about our awesome friends over at the Patterson's Tax Service. Passed by this morning. They're doing taxes, faxing, incorporate yourself. LLC, get it done. Uh, get your taxes done. Save money. Save time. Had someone said the other day, I was in there for 17 minutes and in and out. So walk-ins are welcome. They'd rather you make your appointment to make sure you get that time right. It's a great folks at Patterson's Tax Service. 864-859-8289. Friday's March the 1st, and that's where it dwindles, man. you got two weeks from Friday to get the corporate stuff done. Take care of it. Patterson's Tax Service, 864-859-8289. Segment two in Facts and Children's after a short break. Tired of going out to eat and paying $10 to $20 for a meal, let alone breakfast? If for some reason you haven't heard the news yet, our good friends at Wendy's have the best-valued breakfast around. Their two for three dollars Biggie bundle includes two of either sausage biscuit, egg and cheese biscuit, small seasoned potatoes, or medium hot coffee. Two items, three dollars. Great food, greater value. Check out our Wendy's breakfast if you haven't already. Your bank account will thank you later. Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota, also known as Halt and Anderson. First Class Halt, your dealership alternative since 2011, wants to be your preferred service center. With factory-trained technicians, OEM parts, and top-of-the-line diagnostic equipment, we have one goal, to keep you on the road. This is why we offer a three-year, 36,000-mile nationwide warranty, courtesy shuttle, and repeat rewards. Anderson, what are you waiting for? Come experience First Class Halt, your dealership alternative for Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. At Carter Color Company in Clemson, you can get the Benjamin Moore paint that you need to finish any project that you're working on. If it's interior paint you're looking for, we have a great selection of colors and finishes that will complement any room in your home or business. Our Element Guard exterior paint provides protection against wind-driven rain, excessive humidity, and other harsh weather conditions, and with three finishes to choose from. Your home will stand out among the rest. Come see us at 1067 Tiger Boulevard, Clemson, or the web at cartercolor.com. I'm Richard Thompson of Thompson & King Law Firm, and I believe that every person has a God-given desire to work. That's why I take Social Security and workers' compensation cases very seriously, because most folks don't really want to think they're disabled. They hesitate to file for disability, and when they're turned down, they hesitate to appeal their case. But they are disabled. If you're presently unable to work on a daily basis, even if you don't fully understand the cause, come see me. I'll take your case seriously. I know you do. But Thompson King Law Firm, 222-0200. Attention golf cart fans, Salty Fries has expanded to Greenville, bringing us the number one number golf one. cart, the Icon EV, voted by thousands to be the number one overall best golf cart brand and the best street legal golf cart in 2023. Come experience the difference. Best yet, Salty Fries golf carts of Greenville can customize the Clemson-themed golf cart of your dreams. Save up to $2,000 during the end of the model year closeout sale. Salty Fries on Highway 183 in Piedmont and at SaltyFriesFryes.com. Whether you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, see for yourself why the team at Ralph A's Toyota and Anderson has been blocking out the competition for 75 years. PJ Hall here letting you know if you want to stay on top during the regular and postseason, Ralph A's Toyota has your next ride. From their certified pre-owned to all their new 2024 Toyotas, South Carolina's oldest Toyota dealer welcomes you. Ralph A's Toyota, Clemson Boulevard, Anderson. We wrote the book on price. Ralph Hayes Toyota. 
Attention business owners, soccer dads, chess team moms, and charity event planners. When you need custom weather patch hats, turn to Hat Flow Company. There's no order minimum, quick nationwide shipping, and unbeatable prices. Order 10 or 1,000. You get the same excellent customer service and top quality product. Custom Richardson hats, beanies, low profile, performance hats, and more. Use their online hat builder to upload your logo, choose styles and colors to see your idea come to life. Start your custom hat quote at hatflowco.com today. Hi, I'm Henry Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with everything I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with Apellus, I've learned there's an advanced form of dry AMD called geographic atrophy, or GA. His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, colors appear dull or washed out. For others, hazy or blurred vision make it hard to see details, like fine print on price tags. Many have trouble seeing in the dark, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you think you have GA, don't wait. Treatments are available. Ask a retina specialist about FDA-approved treatments for GA and go to gawontwait.com. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. The Roar, your home for all things analytics and salary cap analysis. Why don't you explain this to me like I'm five? We are The Roar, where every day is game day. Glad to have you with us. Prime Lending, PrimeLendingSC.com. Let Mark Hawkins take care of you. Mark knows more about it backwards and forwards. He's forgotten more about mortgages than I'll ever know. Matter of fact, when I called Mark about our remodel, he said, well, why don't we do it this way? I was like, what? I didn't know we could. Yeah. Well, the way we structured it, it worked out awesome for us. Uh, and, and we got the best rates. So that's just a given. Go ahead and put rates out of your, um, out of your mind. The best rates can be found over at Prime Lending. But that's not why you're going to take it. You're gonna, you're gonna be, why are you gonna call them? You're gonna call them because of their expertise and their and their customer service and how to streamline this process for you. Get in touch with them. Love to help you out. It's our great friends over at Prime Lending and PrimeLendingSC.com. Segment two with Mr. Faxon Childress. Segment two gonna be talking more Clemson basketball uh, during segment two. Mickey, uh, Texter seven one nine gets in on our Adams Co Roofing text line six five four Roar the number there if you want to get in with us uh, and says quick explanation on plus minus in reference to your Jack Clark stat plus minus is essentially how the team did when a player is on the court so if the team won the margin while you were on the court by 15 points which they did for Jack Clark they were plus 15 in his 35 minutes last night so that's the best way I know how to describe it if your team goes on a 7-2 run and you're in the game for two minutes then in those minutes you're plus five and then it kind of balances out and that's your overall plus minus throughout the game is how well your team does when you're on the court yeah, so it's it's a great stat because it measures 
well, I mean, you might not do anything. You might just be the benefactor of four really good players playing well. But it's a hockey stat. Um, and, and hockey came with it years ago. And just matter, it just, you know, when you're on the court, uh, does your team score more? Or does other teams score more? What's, the, what's that margin look like? It's and, a good, like, barometer for – and a lot of people will – I will say it's important not to take it too far because, as you said, like if you're out there with a lineup that's got PJ and Ian and Jack Clark and they're wiping everything in the front court, then that's going to be a big benefit yeah. as a guard for your plus minus. So, like, it doesn't tell the whole story, but Jack Clark, the fact that he was plus 15 in 35 minutes, that is really, really telling to me that so, he played great. Like Ian Shepard last night, um, 15 points, 12 rebounds. He played, he played awesome. He was plus eight. Uh, in his 31 minutes. Clark, in his 35, was plus 15. But is, are you doing more things or, or outside the basketball? I thought Clark's rebound – he had nine last night. Yeah. He only scored two points. So, Shefflin was the story of the game, in my opinion. Shefflin and, and, and Chase Hunter, those are the stories of the game. Um, Gerard's five or six in the field, the story of the game. The, the, the second half uh, offense, story of the game. The defense throughout the entire game, story of the game. But Clark, in the plus minus, to be plus 15, that, that number's phenomenal. Yeah, and, and and in thirty, you know, thirty-five minutes, so that goes to show you defense and rebounding and what you're doing. Your guys are setting screens and, and picks and and uh, you know, just 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 getting over under ball screens and how you do your stuff. All that's kind of goes. You, you're hoping it goes into it. over a season. It does, but over one game or two, it can be you could trick it and fool it. But for the most part, that's it's a, it's a pretty good indicator in my mind, at least. Uh, Texter gets in and says, "Please explain why Clemson isn't ranked." My literal, honest to God opinion on this. Don't pay any attention to the AP poll. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. the AP poll is not even given to the NCAA tournament committee on the team sheet for what your qualifications are for your resume for your tournament. I know it's cool to be ranked. I'll tweet about it if we're ranked. I think it's cool as well to see the number beside your name. It's a great feeling. You want to feel like you're one of the top 25 teams in the country. But, for example, like, South Florida is ranked in the top 25 this week, Mickey. They are the lowest team in the history of Ken Palm to be ranked this highly based on their Ken Palm rating in the AP poll. They're 93rd in Ken Palm, and they're 21-5 and five overall, but they really have no chance at an at-large bid because of how bad their predictive metrics are. So stuff like that. And, for example, there was a writer in the AP poll this week that voted 14-14 and 14 Arizona State ninth in the country. There's just so many examples of stuff like this, and people have yeah. finally started calling these writers and these voters out, but... If you're a Clemson basketball fan that's pressed over the AP poll, my honest-to-God answer to you would just be ignore it because it doesn't really matter. What, what matters is what is Clemson doing in the net? How is Clemson stacking up against everybody on Ken Palm? And are they winning basketball games on the court? As long as they're handling that, the ranking will come with due time. Yeah, um, and, and look, that is uh, – there are steps through this. I, I tell you this, this thing, the good news is from last night, and, and, and talking about Clemson, the good news is that last night, NC State got beat, Wake Forest got beat, and Clemson won. The bad news is that Notre Dame beat Wake Forest. Notre Dame is playing much better basketball. Notre Dame has won four of their last five right now. And Notre Dame's playing much better at home. Matter of fact, the last time Notre Dame lost at home was to Boston College on January the 27th. In the month of February, Notre Dame's undefeated at home. And they're playing much, much better basketball. So, uh, I feel good about the home game, the senior night with Syracuse, coming up next week, midweek. But these two road Saturday games will determine the seeding in the ACC. 
Yeah, and and also the, these are big resume games for Clemson to avoid taking one of those quote unquote disaster losses. Now, what I will say, I think Clemson's locked into the tournament field. Regard, I, I think Clemson in yeah, they theory, didn't tournament now. yeah, they they could lose the rest of their games, <laughs> dump the first round of the ACC tournament, and I still think they're in as a seven or eight seed. But what I will say. We talk about what makes you a contender in college basketball, that top 30 offense and defense for Ken Palm. Well, even throughout all their struggles this year, and even being an 11-17 and 17 basketball team and having a terrible offense for the majority of the year, top 30 defensive team Notre Dame. This has been the staple of their team the entirety of the season. They played a lot better basketball as of late, as you alluded to, Mickey. They played really good basketball at home for the majority of the year, and there, there hasn't been a game at home where it hasn't been competitive. Like, even at the beginning of the season where they were playing bad basketball, two-point loss to NC State at home, eight-point loss to Duke at home. You know, they played Florida State at home and kept that within single digits. They lost by three to Boston College at home. So it's not to spook the fan base out and say, hey, this this isn't a winnable game because there have been ACC foes go into South Bend and be able to come out victorious. But I think it just shows you the level that Notre Dame is playing at right now. They've won their last three home games. They've won four out of five games overall. And through those home games, they beat Virginia Tech, who yep. beat Clemson. Yep. They beat Georgia Tech, who beat Clemson. Yep. And they beat Wake Forest, who is currently battling Clemson for that fourth seed. Like, this is a more than capable team. They want to make the game ugly. They want it to be a rock fight. They want it to be in the 60s. Clemson's got a big test coming up on Saturday. And I, I, what I will say, Mickey, I'm glad this isn't a quick turnaround. I'm glad that, you know, they've got Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to prepare because they're going to need it. Um, I like it when people call games rock fights, too. That's one of my favorites. Uh, the Cubs had closed the game out last night. You remember we talked about it before where they, they uh, had had a hard time time to close the game out. Much like they've done in, in about four of the last five games, they closed the game out last night. The game was, you know, they were down at halftime, obviously, and outscored them by 11 in the second half. Uh, the game was tied with five minutes to go last night, uh, or six minutes to go last night, and the Tigers pulled away. The game was, it was a two-point game with a minute, I think I'm right saying with a minute 40 to go. Yeah. <clears throat> Actually, it was a one-point game last night with a minute 40 to go. And and Clemson outscored them, outscored Pittsburgh 8-2 to two in the final minute and 27 last night. And keep in mind, Mickey, like throughout all of that, I think it's just really a testament to what this team has become from a determination factor. I mean, I don't, I don't want to gas it up too much, but Pitt was playing for their season last night, like yeah. legitimately. It, yeah. For those who don't know – Pitt is currently one of those either the last four in, first four out. They are firmly on the bubble. They're one of the toughest decisions that the committee is going to have to make because they've been playing such good basketball as of late. That very well could have been their season last night. If they That would have been a quad one true road win over a team that they lost to earlier in the year. Would have shot them up the ACC standings and shot Clemson down the ACC standings. That might have been Pitt's season last night, and, and Clemson stabbed the dagger in their heart down the stretch. That was exactly what happened. All right, I want to do win game in the next segment because you mentioned Virginia. That's interesting moving forward. Uh, we already know, obviously, it looks to me like it's pretty pretty clear with Clemson and Wake Forest. We'll do that coming up. You mentioned Jack Clark. Um, and, and, and something happened last night that's kind of been a, a little enigma. The Tigers won at home. Uh, after four home losses this season and, and another good crowd, uh, but a nice win at home last night and, and taking care of business. You mentioned defensively, Pittsburgh 32% from the field, 28% from three. That's good news. Um, now, now it was a low turnover game last night. Pittsburgh only turned it over three times. 
Clemson don't turn it over 11 times. And, and a lot of us in the first half didn't like that idea. Early second half didn't like that idea. They protected the basketball much better coming down the stretch last night. But, but against a pretty big physical Pittsburgh team, Clemson won the rebounding battle, 39-32. And for the most part, kept, kept Pittsburgh off the offensive rebound, off the boards. You know, the, uh, they, they missed 41 field goals last night and five free throws. Um, so the Tigers had 34 defensive boards and, and only gave up 10 uh, offensive rebounds. That number's, you know, okay. But held my guy Federico Federico down last night. Big win all in all. And I can almost say Pittsburgh's not eliminated yet. But, boy, you feel good about now having the, the tiebreaker over Pittsburgh. Um, Mickey, let me point out something real quick about this Clemson team that I think is kind of flying under the radar. Now, I think we would both agree – even in some down years for Clemson basketball in years past, they usually show up and play pretty well at Little John, right? Like right. Little John's usually a pretty tough place to come into and win, and those four home losses are pretty jarring. But wouldn't you rather be in Clemson's spot headed to March than Wake Forest? Wake Forest is 18-10 and 10 as a basketball team. They are 15-0 and 0 at home, Mickey. They have not lost a home game to anyone all year. They are 2-8 and eight on the road after last night. To me, that's a glaring red flag about a team headed into March. If you don't have any success on a neutral court or in these true road games, if you get an unfavorable region in the NCAA tournament, I mean, uh, what was it last time that Clemson made the NCAA tournament? Or or in 2018 when Clemson made the run, what were they out in San Diego in the first couple rounds? A a lot of people have Clemson projected headed out to Spokane, Washington for the first couple rounds of this NCAA tournament. I think the fact that this team's 6-4 and four away from home and has two of the most impressive road wins in college basketball at UNC and at Alabama, I think that shows that Clemson can hang with anybody anywhere, whereas a team like even Virginia, 14-2 and two at home, 4-5 and five, uh, away from home. The teams that are true contenders and true competitors in the ACC, in my opinion, have been battle-tested on the road and won big games on the road. And teams like Wake Forest, Syracuse, uh, NC State, and more just haven't really proven that they can go on the road and win. I think that's a big advantage to Clemson's resume come March and something to monitor. This team has proven that they can do it away from Little John time and time again. There's only 12 teams – no, 13, I'm sorry. 13, I think I'm right saying this, 14. 14 teams in the country that, that are undefeated at home this season. Wake Forest being one of them. You mentioned uh, the Notre Dame winning three straight home games as well. So the good news is Clemson has played well on the road for the most part, right? Like uh, six and four away from home is is one of the best records. As a matter of fact, it's tied for the second best record in the league right now away from home. So you got to go on the road to Notre Dame Saturday. You got to go on the road to Notre Dame, to Wake Forest the, the following Saturday, and do that. Hey, any idea um, who those undefeated home teams are? Undefeated home teams, like out of the fourteen. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'm going to guess that one of them is Houston. Houston's I'm going to guess that Purdue. Purdue is one. Um, UConn. UConn is one. I know that Iowa State hasn't lost at Iowa home State because is I saw one. that Very the good. other day. Wait, Force is five. That's five of the 14. Oh, man. Um, this is going to be tough. <laughs> you, won't get the, you won't get this. Dayton is, is one. Uh, I don't think Kansas has lost at home. They lost last night at home. Oh, they did. They lost to BYU last yep. night at home. First okay, home yes. loss last night. Um, uh, there are a couple of the mid-majors that yeah. don't, like Grand Canyon doesn't lose at home. Um, UC Irvine, the Anteaters are 11-0. <laughs> I remember they won a tournament game a couple years ago. Um, San Diego State hasn't lost at home. Princeton's not lost at home. San Diego, San Diego State has not. Akron has not lost at home. Norfolk State's not lost at home. I'm getting to one here in a second. Drake, my guy, is 15-0. San Diego State, you mentioned that, 14-0. Um, I'm getting to one right now, that, the reason I even brought it up. 
Will uh, Wade hasn't lost at home. That's right. Ever. There you go. Sanford's 17 and 0 as well. Uh, but McNeese State Cowboys, 14 and 0. Your guy. Mickey, you know the level of confidence you have to have taking over a program that lost 25 games last year and then guaranteeing in your opening presser, we're going to say, we're going to turn it from 25 losses to 25 wins. Yeah. Deserves so much credit. Yeah, no doubt. Um, no doubt. App State's another one. Oh, by the way, who's who's done that? No, undefeated at home. Anyway, uh, I enjoyed segment two. Good basketball talk. A lot to get into now. Net ratings, Ken Palms, and all that. Uh, I feel like I'm hosting a show with Quark this morning with all the Ken Palm stuff. We'll continue doing some of those things. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll open up phone lines. I'd love to hear from you for the next four segments. Haven't talked Clemson baseball yet. Haven't talked about what happened in college basketball a whole lot outside of the ACC yet. Get some other baseball scores. Get you ready for spring football practice. Uh, get you ready for the NFL Combine. Get you ready for what's going to be a really cool beginning of March in this week. I think March is one of the greatest sports months there is. So a lot to get into when you come back for more right after this. It's bow time. The only thing you want after a made-from-scratch Bojangles biscuit with juicy country ham is another one. For a limited time, get two ham biscuits for five bucks. That's two fluffy country ham biscuits. Cravings meet savings. Order in the app or at Bojangles. It's bow time. You might not know this, but the Ingalls Bakery is actually a bakery. As in, we bake things. Really delicious things. Things like crusty breads just waiting for that scrumptious strawberry jam. Apple fritters to pair perfectly with that morning cup of coffee. Cakes for any occasion, customized to your precise standards. And did we mention the cookies? It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. We're talking with Eric Snyder of Snyder Tree Care. What can I expect from my first appointment with Snyder Tree Care? Uh, so the first appointment is going to be an arborist, a certified arborist coming out, walking your property with you, looking at your trees and shrubs and finding out are the problems, are there diseases. So we're there to give our client a peace of mind and we're going to make recommendations, not just cutting them down because we can do more than just cut a tree down. We're really interested in preserving those trees and shrubs. Leave it to Schneider Tree Care. Looking for a job with a company that's focused on family? Glen Raven's Anderson Plant, maker of high-quality Sumbrella products, is hiring now. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits, including a pension program and much more. You'll qualify for a $1,500 sign-on bonus, and once you're hired, if you refer someone who gets hired, you'll get a $2,000 referral bonus, too. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com. Spring cleaning is always first thing on the to-do list this time of year, so don't forget yourself. Roosters is here to remind you how important it is to keep your hair and face fresh and clean this season. Roosters has a full menu of what you need for male grooming this spring to check that off of your list. Don't forget to set your next appointment with the professionals at Roosters on Pelham Road in Greenville by calling 884-8920. Gift cards are always available at Roosters. Give the gift that keeps on giving. An hour of your day could mean a lifetime for a fellow Clemson fan in need. When you donate blood with the Blood Connection, you're directly impacting the lives of your neighbors, local patients right here in the upstate. The need for blood is never ending, so we hope you'll join us in this critical mission of saving lives and roll up your sleeves and donate. Just head to thebloodconnection.org donate to find a blood drive near you and save lives today. 
Hey, foodies, we want to talk to you about the Upstate's favorite taco spot, Willie Taco, with five locations across the Upstate. Our team has been serving up fresh taco fusion for a solid decade now. But let's not forget about the super fresh margaritas, ice cold cerveza, and over 80 tequilas that are served up daily from behind our high energy bar, with happy hour on weekdays starting at 4 p.m. The owners, all local Upstate dudes, love hosting the Willie Taco Fiesta for our amazing guests. Don't wait. Your Willie Taco Familia is ready to serve you up our twist on funky fresh fusion. It's the Willie way. Hi, I'm Henry Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with everything I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with Apellus, I've learned there's an advanced form of dry AMD called geographic atrophy, or GA. His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, colors appear dull or washed out. For others, hazy or blurred vision make it hard to see details, like fine print on price tags. Many have trouble seeing in the dark, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you think you have GA, don't wait. Treatments are available. Ask a retina specialist about FDA-approved treatments for GA and go to gawon'twait.com. The Roar, knocking down topics like bowling pins. Straight down the middle. No hook, no spin, no fuss. Anything more, and this becomes figure skater. We are The Roar. Glad to have you with us. Carolina Flooring Specialist Tim Worley came in the other day, cut some commercials. You're going to hear the golden voice of Tim Worley uh, on the show, and, and, and you'll hear his, uh, his ads coming up. But it talked about warranty. I don't talk about this enough. Their floors are, are guaranteed. Like it, it, You won't have any issues. When you do have issues, it is a lifetime guarantee. How about the fact that you don't pay them a dime until they're done? They don't take deposits. You, you don't pay them until you're completely satisfied with how your garage looks. How about the fact that you don't lift anything? They move everything back in, uh, everything out, move everything back in, cover it for the night, making sure that you don't have any you know, uh, uh, precipitation on it or anything like that. So everything goes back in the garage and looks amazing. So, and then the 25th anniversary of the company, with some of these guys been there for almost 25 years, right at 25 years, the same crew that did mine will do yours. I like that idea. They've been, um, my first was in 2008. Like, uh, or 2000 and, and, let me see what I'm saying. Uh, 2010 maybe anyway uh you that's why you're gonna love our, our good friends over at carolina flooring specials uh, on top of that 25th anniversary means 200 dollars off on a 40 or on a, any 400 square foot garage so mention my name get 200 dollars off no obligation phone call talk call tim see if it works for you 864-404-8158 all right a couple more things telephone number 654-ROAR 654-7627 on the national scene last night Houston down Cincinnati, 67-59. Cincinnati's been bad in the last half of the season. Uh, BYU went to Kansas. Everybody's all over BYU as that Big 12 um, paper uh, team. 
you know, as, as uh, Coach Barnell and I talked about on the show the other day, as Will's point the other day, like the Big 12's paper rather than what you actually see. Well, BYU got the 20th win last night. They went to Kansas and won. Can't we stop with the Big 12 bashing facts and children's? My I, Big 12, my Cougars, got a big one last night on the road. What I will say is that BYU did, does have the 317th ranked non-con schedule in the nation, but, but but the predictive metrics love BYU and have all year. Like They're currently sitting at 15th in Ken Palm. After last night, Ken Palm actually has BYU as the better team than Kansas. Now, Kansas is dealing with some injury issues, specifically to McCuller, who is their best wing player, and, and that's like a giant setback for them. But at the same time, man, like right now, BYU's playing great basketball. Wouldn't want to see them in the Big 12 tournament. The only team that is currently not in that they lost to. They lost to Oklahoma State, who's not going, getting in. They Kansas State's a bubble team. Kansas State won't get in right now, right? Kansas State's likely out unless they make a run in their conference All right, So tournament. Kansas State out. Um, they lost to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's not in. But they have, they have three losses to teams – that aren't getting in the tournament. Um, beat NC State. So, you know, on that idea of my Big 12 versus everybody's ACC around here, they, they did beat NC State. Now, they didn't play a great out-of-conference schedule. But everybody that they lost, lost to Utah. Utah is currently in. Fair? I mean, they're a bubble team. Yes. But that's fair. They lost to Baylor. Baylor's in. Lost to Texas Tech. They're in. Lost to Houston. They're obviously in. Oklahoma... Um, Actually, it doesn't look like Utah's in anymore, but, but BYU, we're close. They're bubble. B, but BYU is also kind of Utah's little brother, anyways. Like, oh. if, if we're being honest. But the, so the point there is, uh, and, and they do have some good wins in there. I mean, they beat Iowa State, um, which is a, a really good win. And then obviously last night they beat Baylor and they beat Kansas. So they beat two top 11s in the last week or last ten days. BYU is good, and and I'm not going to sit here and let you trash my Cougars. Now, what I will say, Mickey. <laughs> Yeah. While I don't fully agree with you on the pro Big 12 stuff, I will take a moment to rip the Mountain West because this is the most ludicrous thing to me. More ludicrous than the Big 12 is the fact that we're discussing the Mountain West getting six bids. BYU is currently sixth in the Big 12 standings. They beat San Diego State, who was the cream of the crop in the Mountain West, by nine points in the non-con. Yeah. I think that just go. I mean, the ACC has countless examples of them beating up on the Mountain West and the Big 12 as well. I just think perception and narratives do matter a lot throughout all this. And uh, to wrap back to Coach Brownell's point from Monday about the Big 12, a lot of these discussions about the predictive metrics would be happening against the ACC teams if Clemson beat Houston Christian 110 to 63 and Southeast Louisiana 105 to 48 and Morgan State 93 to 50 like BYU did. Yeah. What they're doing is they're boosting their adjusted offense and their and their uh, offensive did. efficiency which is skewing the numbers on Ken Palm and the net and and, and more. So Coach Brownell does have a point with that, but I think that both things can be true. I sure. think that the Big 12 can still be a good league while it is – I mean, objectively at this point, it's true that they gamed the net system. They did. On the other side of it, just as a counterpoint, they didn't have quite three or four losses, and the ACC has. What I will say, though, Mickey, like if you want to make that point, the, the rebuttal to that would be – well, these are being considered quad two games. A lot of these are being considered quad two games because the whole conference did that. Yeah, I'm talking so, about out of conference, though. In, in November, December, the ACC had some bad they losses. Did, they did, And the Big 12 didn't. That is true. That is true. So, but those are all, look, we're splitting hairs. Let me give you a team to look out for. I told you a couple weeks ago, man, I was huge on 
uh, on Auburn. All right? Man, they're good. <clears throat> they're athletic. Auburn's going to make a big run maybe. And here's a team. I'm not going to put my my full stamp of approval behind it because they could turn around and, 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 and poop the bed too, okay? Kentucky got a huge win last night. Man. Coming off of a huge win. In, in the last two weeks, Kentucky's beaten Auburn on the road. They beat Alabama at home, 117-95, and then they beat Mississippi State on the road. Those are, are two or three really good wins. Well, they put up 117 points on yep. Alabama. And then followed it up with a road win at Mississippi State. I think it's just this is one of those teams where this is going to stump everyone when they're filling out that bracket in three weeks because yeah. – from a logic perspective, you've got Antonio Reeves averaging 20 points per game as your engine. Reed Shepard's probably a top 15 pick in the NBA draft. He does everything. He's the most efficient player in the country. Rob Dillingham is a lottery talent. You have like five lottery-level NBA talents on one basketball team. And the issue Calipari has ran into is you have one basketball. And yeah. you have all of these like spark-engine-type guards who can self-create they're finally starting to hit their stride and learn how to play with each other. And, and then on top of all of that, uh, they've got, they call him Big Z. Um, Evesich, the name starts with a Z, Zavornamir Evesich. He's their big center that's been playing the last couple games. He just got his waiver cleared. He's another piece of the puzzle as well who can block a lot of shots and he's super lengthy uh, and, and he can rebound and score the basketball as well. So this is a team that realistically could make the Final Four, but then it's just like, you lost to LSU Wilmington. and you lost to, to Wilmington and you lost to UNC Wilmington A &M. And, and yeah so like this yeah. is the perfect example of like polarizing losses but their wins are, are are up there with the best of them I mean a road win in the jungle where you held Auburn to 59 points yep. that's a top five win in college basketball this season and then you went and scored 117 against Alabama they could win it a couple of different ways I'll tell you this uh, I look for teams in about Let's get to March, and let's see what you do in March. Not not meaning NCAA tournament March. I'm meaning end of February, early March. Like these last two or three weeks, teams become different. Uh, Wake Forest has been playing great. Wake Forest last night got a little chokehold, a big game on the road, season-defining, setting it up for the fourth. Choked them out last night, right? Uh, let's see what comes and does it in, in South Bend on Saturday. See what the Tigers do. When they when they uh, go up to Winston Salem, big type games like that. Um, where are you playing in the last couple weeks of the regular season? And Kentucky is going to scare some people. But like I said, Kentucky can lose the very first round as well. Um, you San Diego State beat San Jose State last night. They they beat Davidson last night. Utah State got an overtime win. Kind of saved themselves a little bit by go, by beating Fresno State on the road. So told you in the ACC. In case you're just joining us, great news for Clemson. Besides the Clemson win last night, the two biggest pieces of news is that Wake Forest lost at Notre Dame and NC State lost to Florida State. Also, uh, Syracuse beat Virginia Tech at home. Uh, and even go, you know, look, don't don't discount Syracuse. We're gonna do a win game here at the top of the next hour. But Syracuse is ten and eight now. I think that Syracuse actually has a really good team, uh, and maybe it's in an unorthodox way that hasn't shown for the majority of the season. But I'm willing to give Syracuse the benefit of the doubt for some early season struggles because, like when is the last time that we have seen a successful year one? I think the only example of a successful year one after a long tenure coach leaves who's like a legend is what Hubert Davis did his, uh, I guess, his rookie year at North Carolina. And even then, they were an eight seed in the NCAA tournament and went on a magical run. 
I think a lot of credit is due uh, when you lose a guy like Jim Beheim. The fact that they're showing a pulse down the stretch. They beat North Carolina to give them shot uh, themselves a shot of making the NCAA tournament. They've rattled off three straight wins in their last three. At Louisville, got to win that one. And then at Clemson, I think that Syracuse probably has to finish 2-0 and to be considered in the field of 68. But if they split those games, lost to Clemson, and made a run in the ACC tournament, they could still find a way to get in. All right, let's do, when we come back, let's do um, win game for Virginia, Clemson, Wake Forest, Syracuse, Pittsburgh, Florida State, NC State. Okay. Seven teams for two spots with three games, two and a half games left. Some teams only have two left. But but uh, see what that looks like going into the, the final weekend. We'll talk about that. Clemson spring practice and football starts today. Got some thoughts about that, some things we want to see at practice today. Uh, softball, we would not mention this. This is one of these just mega huge big softball games down in Athens, Georgia tonight. Two top ten teams going at it. And also in the next hour, we're going to get into Will Taylor's magical night. He became the 16th Clemson player to hit three home runs in one game uh, last night. A guy who had been struggling at the plate, uh, one of five Clemson home runs. Clemson beats USC Upstate 12-6 to yesterday. Now heads down to Columbia. Weather might be a factor, so we'll see. Uh, Alex Gordon uh, pitched, had threw 63 pitches last night. In three innings and uh, and gave up five hits and two runs. Joe Allen didn't look great in his inning at third, third but but Clayton Darden and um, Lagernick all all look good. And the Tigers got a, a nice win last night to improve to seven and one. Uh, three hits by or three runs I should say by Wright and, and three RBIs. Taylor's three home runs obviously. Hinderleiter, you and I talked about it during one of the breaks. Hinderleiter looks like your first baseman right now. Hinderleiter is your first baseman. I, I think he's earned it. I, nope. I don't know if that's even controversial at this point. Two more hits, two more RBIs last night for Jacob yeah. Hinderleiter at first. And, Mickey, I think what's been most impressive to me, he's athletic over there. Yeah. He can move. He's been great defensively. Yeah. You move a middle infielder to a first base and you get all kinds of uh, footwork and athleticism over there. That's one thing. No Cam Canarella last night. Giving him a day off. Hopefully get that shoulder better. And Will Taylor in the sixth spot last night. So, very interesting uh, coming out of that. Right second home run. Obertop hit a bomb. His second of the year. And Taylor's three. Those are the five last night for the Tigers. 11 hits all together. And uh, Clemson gets a, a very, very nice win there. Good to see for sure. Hey, my great friends at Trail, T-R-E-H-E-L.com, 800-309-7006. I didn't know what branding was. I didn't know what brand scripting was. Um, one of the first companies in the last 15, I don't know, 18 years I've been with Trail, um, started talking about culture. And I was like, man, what does that matter? Build the build. No, it matters. And, and the longer I've been around, the more I see it and more I continue to see it. Uh, one of the great things about Trail is, and I told them that I want to be branded as a Trail guy. And so now uh, I get to uh, you know, get the benefits of, of uh, what, what, what Mr. Workman started there years ago and what, what – what, uh, Will Huss continue there, and what he's got great people working over there now I continue to do is these are really, really good people. The The business is set up correctly. Um, the way the, the structure set up correctly, the design build works. But I'll tell you this, they're in the people business, and whether they were – if they were butter and egg men over there or if they were florists or if they were plumbers or no matter what they would be, they'd be top-notch at it because it's the people. It is the people that make a difference, and you'll notice that the first phone call, the first time you walk in their doors, first time they walk into your doors. To the till, till after they turn the key over to you and, and uh, after you have your building. It is an, an entirely impressive organization from top to bottom. You're going to love dealing with them. Your company will be better. How about this? They say, if your company's not better, then we fail after we leave that building. T-R-E-H-E-L.com, 800 
7,006. So win game and ACC seeding implications in our number two. WCCPFM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the roar. Do you have SAG?